0: Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All
1: right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Back to local programming for the next seven hours. Uh, Thanks for spending at least the start of it here with us, and hopefully you're with us right until the very end. A BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We'll do NFL to kick off uh, our first guests, uh, two of them in one segment. Start with the Chiefs and Nick Athen. Uh, from Cyclone Blitz, or cyclone or CycloneBlitz, Uh Nick will be here at 11.30 to opine on the Chiefs and the Bears and uh, to look forward uh, to the Chiefs as they get back in action. So that'll start, same segment. We'll head from Kansas City up to the Twin Cities. Dane Mazzutani covers the Vikings for the St. Paul Pioneer Press, one of four winless teams left in the NFL, those Minnesota Vikings. Now, how crazy is this? Good morning, hey. first of all. All four of the teams are in action against one another this weekend. Oh, really? Just crazy. Broncos, Bears, Uh Panthers, and Vikings, the four winless teams. Two of them will find the win column. Two of them will remain winless. Unless we we get a a tie. tie, I guess, and that's theoretically possible. Um, Anyways, Uh, so we'll do the NFL Chiefs and Vikings in the first segment, first guests of the day. Our number two, back to baseball, our friend Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. As baseball uh, is in its final week of the regular season, he will kick things off. Uh, and then we'll get Vinnie Iyer, who covers the NFL uh, from the uh, Sporting News, also does a Locked On Fantasy podcast, so I'm sure we'll pick his brain a little, a couple of questions on that. But more so, the NFL overall, what he has seen uh, through three weeks of the regular season
2: as the curtain came down on week three last night. Double dip and a couple of interesting games. I thought so. I don't know... I want to go first to Cincinnati. Okay. Both of them, um, a team that both of us invested in yeah. in the offseason. Mm-hmm. The calf injury, obviously, to Joe Burrow during the preseason really. And the 0 2 start mm-hmm. and the questions. Yep. How did you think he looked last night? Because. Uh, not as mobile as he was by mile. Not just mobility, but. His inability to really push off, maybe, or to yeah. plant? The checkdowns, mm-hmm. the short crossers the swing passes I think that was the case more so early in the game maybe trendy maybe
1: got his confidence built up mm-hmm. a little bit when he saw that we can do this without you know putting stress on the on the calf I don't know I mean if if he doesn't play they're not going to win the game No absolutely not And and to his credit he sucked it up and went out there and um, I don't think it's going to be their year You're just, right? Um, just because of the unfortunate circumstances uh, surrounding his injury. But we'll see. It's still a pretty talented football team. I like the fact that they got after the quarterback maybe as much as anything. I mean, Matthew Stafford got I
2: mean, got crushed. 6X. Yeah. And a, a prime and a couple time of them, Bengal record. Is that what it was? <laughs> it's not that, yeah. It was, was prime time. had a ton of Cincinnati games in prime time in comparison to some other. You know what? That's a great point. <laughs> right. That's a great point. Yeah, for years. I mean, they were a laughing stock, right? Outside they of, were the laughing stock. They'd get their Thursday night game, and that'd that would be, be it. In.
1: Yeah, that would be it. Now the Bears and the Broncos are uh, treading that waters. Yes. Oh my gosh! And but I mean, yeah, the that Jets was, should be
2: there. Yeah, my my takeaway was definitely that. We're just mm-hmm. early in the football game. You could tell he was up. In fact, I even wondered the final kneel down. Still watching, and he's still on the field. Yeah, they would sent him out there for two of them. Yeah, if they would bring the back of it, just in, how debilitating that calf yeah. injury is, and. You know, it's a muscle injury. We talked about an upper muscle injury with mm-hmm. the quad a lot with Cade McNamara. How long is it going to take for him mm. to get back? And they go to Tennessee this week. Very winnable game. Sure it is. I mean, that thing doesn't have like 16-13 kind of written all over it.
1: Kind of what we saw last night. What, yes. Was it 1960 yeah. the
2: final? Yeah. Some weird scoring in yeah. there, something like that. You can definitely see that one. You get that, you go to Arizona, and all of a sudden, all right, mm-hmm. you're three and 3-2. By that point, you think Burrow... If he is progressing health-wise, all right, here they go. They get Seattle and then a bye week. So keep your head above water. So they've got an early bye. They do. Week seven. Mm -hmm. And then they come out of it. How about this two-game stretch? At the 49ers home for the Bills. Jesus. They better be be healthy (laughs) after that if they're going to get there. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to throw them out. You mentioned the defense. I thought that was Mm eye-opening. How good that defensive line played for Cincinnati. And Burrow, if he can just get healthy, we know what he can do. Mm. We know how cool he is in the big moments. That's a guy that you want in your but team. But sadly, that division, Trent, I think top to bottom is the best in football after three weeks. But they a 6-7 seed and get
1: in? That's all it is. Just You get want in. that
2: team coming into your no, building? No, 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 no. Absolutely You not. want to be the two getting
1: ready to host the Cincinnati Bengals? No thanks. No. You're Buffalo, and all of a sudden they come trotting in. Saw
2: that last year. How'd uh-huh. that work out? Yeah. Not Eesh. real confident, no. if that's the case. Baltimore, are they pleased with that one? Uh. If that's their opener, they win the division. All right, what do you get? Oh, Our third matchup against
1: Yeah, a Cincinnati. team we know very, very well. Right. Uh, Pittsburgh's not going away. Cleveland's no. defense is as good as there is in the NFL. Now Watson made a big step, I thought. He did. He still had one of those, oh, my God, we threw it backwards. Right. But yeah. mean, what is he thinking? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he down the stretch he was much better in the second half. They pounded those Titans. That, that again, that division, my god, buckle up.
2: You posed the question to me yesterday in game 1. Was I there with the Eagles? Where would I kind of put them at that mm-hmm. point? And I told you I needed to see more. I think you did last night. I think I not, saw it last night. Yeah. I did. Yeah. They're right back up there. Mm-hmm. And I was Despite all the losses that yep. they had free agent and coordinator wise, I was slow to come around. Uh-huh. I needed to see it. I saw it last night in a tough game, a Tampa team that was playing well, mm-hmm. and they just went out there and blitz them. I mean, they... The domination that that defensive line, speaking of defensive lines like oh, Cincinnati. They're the best in the business, I think. And then you add to it with uh-huh. what they did in the first round, which is just ridiculous in its own right. Mm-hmm. They're so good up front. They're so talented. On both sides of the ball, they're good up front. Now Lane Johnson still cheats like hell. Oh, that one play. Trent, it was, how could he not throw a flag? It's, He's kicked out his right leg as far as he can. He not only is rock. I mean, we see the guy barely rock back. Flag. Flag, yeah. This, his right leg is back two yards, mm-hmm. and it's coming to the ground. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And this is a man over 300 pounds. He's not the most nimble dude out there. How can you miss him? We're not like a wide receiver that just kind of you know has a little movement there. Right. And the flag comes. No. He sneezes. That's five. <laughs> yep, <Yeah. laughs> Not there.
1: And he's been doing it for years. Uh, Trent, he wrote the book. Yes. Yes. I, I bitched about it seemingly mm-hmm. like I've been on this whole Pollard thing trying to right. take the money off the student-athletes by being in direct competition with NIL. You heard that? I, you? I've heard uh-huh. that. So I, this was kind of my Lane Johnson mm-hmm. from last year, and it's true. Now it's the poster child from uh, Taylor from Kansas City that they get. <laughs> uh, seemingly, and, and they should. It's cheating. It is. You're getting off unfairly. The ta- the left defensive end that's
2: lined up in front of you does not have equal footing. Couldn't get the ground game going, Tampa. No, Baker is a fine game manager. Yes, but he's not a difference maker. You know
1: he doesn't, and, and, and he doesn't have the
2: velocity behind his passes. Well, he, that he he's did. had those arm, the shoulder injuries. That's what it is. I, I think so. I think I, it's gone. I'm with you, Trent, because he used to be able to sling it. Oh, absolutely. Now
1: it's like Jesus, get there, ball, would mm-hmm. you please? I mean, Mike Evans just said, "Come on, hurry up! I'm, I'm
2: open. Get it here." That one towards the pylon. Yes. Like, and what a play by that guy to get that arm back oh, up there Oh, that though. safety, that was yeah. hell of a play. But regardless uh-huh. of that, yeah, Baker is he's fine for what he is mm-hmm. and Tampa is transitioning. A team that's going to you, you know, got some leftovers from the Super yeah, Bowl team. You got yeah. some names, Vita Vea, David Turkish Player. You see those yeah, guys I'm out there David's and, a player. and they're they're playmakers and they're mm-hmm. good players, but this is not a team that in the next 3 years you're no. talking about as a Super Bowl team. They're going to draft in the teens, which is just yeah. brutal. It's going to be
1: really bad or really good, not in right in the middle. And it seems like that's where they're headed for the next four, uh next couple of years, anyways. But yeah, I'm with you, Trent. I think the Eagles uh, open some eyes. I mean, the, the receiving core, uh, DeAndre Swift had a huge game yesterday. The secondary is Darius Slay is still a he's a player. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of the best corners in, in in football. They got an adequate place kicker and Jake Elliott. Um, I'm gonna make night last night for Cincinnati. Yeah. All of those. Uh, high 40s, mid-50 yard kicks that he was asked to make last night. And do and one, one yeah, Yeah, but they all count, right? Yep. They all count. And it was funny because it was the people that were sitting right behind the goalpost that you first saw move. I mean, you were waiting for a reaction from, who was that? Fowler in the booth? Mm-hmm. He does a pretty nice job, by the way. Yeah. He does a nice job. I mean, I'm a Buck and Aikman guy, but uh, if, if if indeed there comes a time when Chris Fowler and and Herb Street move on from college football and that's where they want to be, they you know they aspire to be the Monday night crew. That'll be be okay. I remember being pissed off when Musburger when they booted him to the curb and brought Fowler in and uh, it's not going to be the same, blah, blah. blah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's changed. I'm right? still a we Musburger hate guy.
2: I was too. Yeah. I, I always, I, I've always been a Brett Musburger guy. And we're both guys. We talked about Al Michaels up in the Thursday night booth. Mm-hmm. And what a Thursday night are we get. Lions-Packers. That's going to be fun. going to be really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to too. that game. But Who do you like? I would lean Green Bay. Would you? I, I was surprised. I thought they'd it's one and a half's a spread. I thought mm-hmm. Green Bay be favored by a point mm-hmm. and a half. It's the opposite. It's yep. Detroit favored by a point and a half. But I'd lean Packers on that yeah. one at home with the short turnaround. Yep. But that Lions defense is improving, too. Oh, boy. Also well. Hutchinson. Anyways, finish your point. But so. we uh, yeah we talked about it uh, last guys. week. Yeah. yeah. How about the old guys over the weekend? Just taking it. We talked a little bit about Lou Holtz getting it yeah. from Ryan Day and yeah. what an idiotic look that was from yeah. Ryan Day. Lee Corso from Jake Dickert out in uh, in Washington State. But Dickert, he was more measured. Than Ryan Day? Yeah. He wasn't looking no. like a moron?
1: No, because he had a little bit of a cooling off
2: period. Right. They got Day on the
1: field right at the end of that emotional, uh, edge-of-your-seat kind of game.
2: Dickard had points, but he misquoted I Corso. I thought he did, too, because I was watching it at the time when they were making their picks. Corso didn't say that this was the nobody-wants-his-bowl. Or the nobody watches Watch ball. He yeah, said nobody, nobody wants, wants us, which right. is kind of true. It is true. <laughs> There's only two of you left in right. the conference. What he said is exactly right. Mm-hmm. And if you want to blame ESPN, don't blame Lee Corso. No, it's not Lee's, it's, Lee. Lee Corso's not playing Well, the you know what? Let me see how Lee, like Lee
1: feels about this, right. and before we decide. Yeah, come on. Yeah, no.
2: This is well above his yeah. pay grade. Right, right. This is not Lee Corso pulling the the strings of what is happening out there. No, absolutely not. It's football coaches, Trent. It's the overreaction week after week. And the motivation. And you find Mm -hmm. it anywhere. And you take any little slight, and you take that, and you use it for motivation. Look what Penn
1: State did with the injury game.
2: They downplayed it all week. And what did they do after the game? They phoned Mm -hmm. that
1: teammate that was booed at Kinnick Stadium. And they got him on FaceTime to to join in the celebration in the locker room. Of course they took it personally. All
2: week long, and I will tell you from the comment section on my Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. So help me out with yeah. this. So you, so you do your podcast, and what do you mean a comment section on YouTube? So it's also on YouTube. So are they live
1: comments at the time, as or they're just... watching it, whenever? Gotcha. Yeah, and so I was... if you recorded yesterday's and I listened to it after mm-hmm. I got home from work, I could comment. Yeah. I'm, all right. I probably sound really stupid. <laughs> That's I? all right. I sound That's really right.
2: old. Well. We're talking about old dudes right. here, right? That's it's true. all right. It's all
1: right. And I got another old dude I want to get to because Huey Brooks is uh, Huey Brown is ninety years old, and he's still excellent. He's still excellent. He's top of
2: his game. But so, why is so he good. ninety years old?
1: You know what it is? I think I swear to God, I think it is because I'm doing the same thing. I, I'm looking over the guy in the black hood. Oh, yeah. because if you stop working, mm-hmm. that's next.
2: There's nothing behind it.
1: The guy with the sickle and the black hood showing up at the front door, and as long as you're busy, uh-huh. he's going to go to the next door.
2: <laughs> That's my theory. That's your theory, yeah. huh? I'm sticking to it. Well, I like it. I like it. I, I want you to stick around for yeah. as long as you want. Thank you. And I hope it's as years as and years. As we can draw an years. audience. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to that, and the Penn State point, and the motivation. Yeah. And of the, after the Instant Reaction podcast Saturday night that I had, mm-hmm. normally I get, I don't know. 15, 20 comments, mm-hmm. something like that. So you right after the game, you you came, jumped on. And no, did? it wasn't until about midnight. Okay, but I still, did. that is yeah, yeah. The, the the body wasn't cold yet. Right, right. And the comments section, and a lot of times it leads to infighting. It's like a message board, right? Okay. People are going back and forth and hollering. At, and I, at I, stay out you, of it. You or well, sometimes yeah. and sometimes it's just other fans mm-hmm. going back and forth. And the number of Penn State fans that got involved and 30, 40 comments, just somebody smelled a rat. That comment by Kirk Ferentz, that fan base took personally. Really? Because Kirk, after the game, yeah. when he was asked about the booze, and he said, well, I think the fans smelled a rat. And they used that as big-time <laughs> motivation. A year later. Yes. <laughs> two years later. That was All two, right, two years. That was yeah, 2021. Was two, right, yeah. And fans don't forget, and uh, we definitely see that. Speaking of Iowa football, yeah, it has been the national media stomping on the grave of Brian Ferentz. Mm-hmm. The local media mm-hmm. doing the same. Mm-hmm. I have a theory for you. We have heard this a lot, and I've—I don't want to say I poo-pooed it. I don't believe it's when Doyle was fired, the regression that we've seen. Now I would argue that the regression on the offensive line happened has happened well before that. It's a schematic problem, but and I also look at the defensive line and how good it's been up until this season, uh-huh. and say, well, what he—he he was only working on the offensive lineman in the weight room. No, I—I right. I just I can't. Yeah. I can't go there. I don't think that's the reason for the discrepancies the last mm-hmm. two years. The regression. But what I do want to throw your way is this. Ken O'Keefe retired two years ago. Ken O'Keefe was a quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. You look at Ken O'Keefe's offenses under Kirk Ferentz, they're immensely better than anything Greg Davis or Brian Ferentz has ever done. Yeah, He has four seasons. Still took a lot of arrows, but yes. yes. Yeah. But he had four seasons that were... Nothing close that either of those guys have mm-hmm. ever approached. And he's a good offensive mind. There's no doubt about it. Ken O'Keefe, you don't work in the NFL for seven years if you don't know what you're doing. Right. You don't stick around between multiple coaching staffs in Miami if you don't know what you're doing. And Ken O'Keefe departing. And instead of bringing in a real quarterback coach, just giving the reins to Brian, maybe that's the reason that we've seen even more of the struggles. The Ken O'Keefe offense looks completely different than Brian Ferentz offense. I I continue to hear from people, well, it's just the same thing. It's just, Kirk, they won't let him. No. Go back and watch a game, and not just the great 2002 team. That offense was unlike anything that we've seen. Take a look at the 2003, the 2004, with two different quarterbacks, and Drew Tate and Nate Chandler. Look at those. Watch a game. Watch a couple of series, and you will see something that looks completely different than what I was trying to do now. And without the fingerprints of Ken O'Keefe helping Brian Ferentz coordinate the offense, the huge step back that they've taken the last couple of years, I think you can put those two things together Mm, and what we're seeing out there. Um, You watch it a lot
1: closer than I. I won't, um, I mean, on on the surface, I don't have anything to push back on. Um, I I could see that. There was some success. I mean, there there was was a lot of success. Yes. There hasn't been a lot of success as of late since seemingly uh, Junior got handed the reins.
2: They had Um, great offenses, great statistical mm -hmm, offenses mm -hmm. in 2002. 2004, they couldn't run the football yet. Yards per play, they were in the top 25 in the country in yards per play in 2004. Has there been a significant drop-off recruiting skill positions? And (sighs) and who does that fall under? And and you get into that, too. They had Amir Smith-Marset, a guy that caught a touchdown in the NFL. Yep. He's the only wide receiver in the Ferentz era to do that. Casper doesn't count because he was a yeah, hater, Right, right. <laughs> That's true. So you look through. You've seen the only him, high. by the way, lately? Yeah. Good for him. He's yoked. Fountain of youth, whatever yes. he's doing. You had Brandon Smith. They've had great tight ends. Yeah, They've had fine running backs. The running game has been a problem. And I think it's still schematic. What they're trying to do doesn't work in the passing game. The, the Greg Davis passing scheme that he wanted to run... Never married with what Iowa no, wanted. No, that's to do the one he brought play. from Texas. Right. Yeah. It just it didn't work with right. what Iowa was trying to do, and you see that statistically. And the same thing here. I don't know what their what is their scheme offensively in the passing game. We <laughs> talk about the running game a ton. It's what, find the tight end. What is that? It. I mean, th- I there, think there is nothing that you can look at and say. What are the makeables? Where are the hitch yeah. routes? Where's a slant? Where's a wide receiver slant and get seven yards? Do we ever see that? Trent,
1: seems like the first option on every play is the tight end. And then, and yeah. then if both of them are covered, then you really got
2: to panic and try to get the ball to a wide receiver. What a concept. A slow developing uh-huh. run. Army has more wide receiver catches this year than Iowa. Army! <laughs> I, I know they're an example, and they're they're actually pretty good this year, <laughs> Army is. But
1: that's I mean. Just think about what you, what you yeah. just said on the surface. Interesting theory. um I, I, I won't throw cold water on it. It seems to make some sense. Something that just jumped into my head. Yeah. And you Throw break... it out on your Locked On podcast. We and will see your, and we'll... see your reaction to it. <laughs> as long as those Penn State rat fans don't get uh, in hopefully there, hopefully they're gone. They've yeah. got other fish to fry. Iowa State's men's uh, basketball and, ben and women's basketball schedule uh, came out today. It, we knew it was coming, but it's kind of weird, right? That only that Kansas is only on the schedule once. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to play the Jayhawks twice every single year? Look, at, this is the um, this is the era we're in, it's, and and it's about to change again. Um, it's it's not for the fans. Let's be honest. This they're not it's, doing this for us. It's for the TV viewers. It's for the TV viewers. It's, viewer. it's for the TV money. I mean, we want to see Kansas Iowa State twice. We want to see you know some of the big even Texas Tech twice. Yeah, uh, they're they're a fun matchup. I think they do get K State twice. They do. They get Oklahoma twice. I want to say start the and is it just me or is it the Big Twelve starting later this year?
2: Yeah, January
1: January sixth.
2: 6th. Yeah is the opener for them mm-hmm. as they go on the road to Oklahoma. Yeah, that is late because we've seen some of those games that were New Year's Day. Remember uh-huh. that big matchup with Baylor yes, a couple years back? I do. That was a New Year's Day. I think there's some and it, New Year's Day. When Eve. Iowa
1: State's way, when they when the uh, game's taken place up there.
2: The uh, end of the season, last three games, at Central Florida, yep. long road trip down there. Oh boy, yeah. You come home for BYU, and then mm-hmm. you go back on the road for K-State. Mm-hmm. Mm. And what is that going to mean? Is that... Playing for a top three seed for this team. Oh, baby! As we switch to basketball, yeah. Is, uh, is it playing for a top three seed?
1: Um, they're going to be good. The conference is, um, the conference is the best in college, in, in college sports. I, I think. I mean, it has been the last couple of years. Kansas is going to be an incredibly difficult team to play against. Um, not only they have good guard play. All of a sudden, bringing Dickerson over, now you got a seven foot one guy or whatever he is in the middle. Uh, they're going to be tough. Houston's going to be tough. Um, Tang is is a witch. I saw they just signed him. Did you see that Tang? They yeah. extended him. but They should. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was and a he's good got his move. own beer. Tang
2: does? Yeah. No, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I got to find the name of it. Too. And
1: and who? who Who do the proceeds go to there?
2: I think that's an NIL one. Uh, Let's see here. Jerome Tang has his own... Da-da-da. Jerome Tang-themed beer, now available in liquor stores. This was back uh, in December. Really? Manhattan Brewing Company's Tang Party is now available in liquor stores. For those to enjoy outside of the brewery, how about that? And the proceeds go to reading through. There's no party like Tang party. Citrus. Da, da, da. Did you grow Does up on Tang? By the way, was Tang a Oh thing yeah, here? yeah. We didn't god, have enough was, money. We got the off-brand we, offshoot.
1: Well, we got the Tang, but boy, Tongue's it was bad. <laughs> is that what yours was? <laughs> oh enough. god, <laughs> it
2: was. It was the store brand. We didn't have enough money for actual Tang. Uh,
1: Dave wants to join the program. Good to hear from him. Dave, what's on hey, right your mind? Hi. Oh, um, I was just thinking about. It. I thought we
0: brought in a guy from Wisconsin that was a yes, co- you quarterback did. guru and also brought along our backup quarterback. Am I right?
2: Yes. John Budmeyer is his name. Now, he is not able <laughs> right, to be an he, on-field right, coach right. because they are full in the coaching mm-hmm. positions. He is considered an analyst, and I think that his okay. new job title is special assistant to the head coach or something like that. Yeah, he has a quarterback background. It uh, hasn't worked out very well for him. He also, the no. connection with Cade McNamara... Is something that also goes back. He brought Deacon Hill, obviously, with him too. But they had a relationship in the That's past. That's kind of like Jim
1: Leonard at Illinois, right? Yes. The same Special kind of assistant, role. right?
2: You can't have an on-field coaching role, and yeah, I'm sure he helps. But you also look at him and his one year as an offensive coordinator—not exactly the shiniest resume. Okay. Appreciate Thank it, Dave. You. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the call. Um, yeah, it's, they tried. It's, what's
1: what? So what? What are we going to hear today? What will we hear in Iowa City today? Doubling down. Uh huh.
2: Oh, we believe Is in what, what we do. what's
1: the tenor of the questioning going to be like? Will will the um the knives be out amongst the Iowa media? Will they try to get answers? Mm-hmm. Will 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 Ferentz um at any point in the press conference not lose his cool but kind of be short with an terse, answer? Yeah. yeah.
2: I can yeah, I can definitely see that today. I mean, we go back the Illinois game last year when Kurt made an ass of himself, telling David Eichholt, "Yeah, we won ten games last year." I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I could definitely see a moment like that today. Mm-hmm. His son's much maligned. Yeah, right? and it's it's personal when it's your kid. That's mm-hmm. why you don't hire your kid.
1: That's true, for, for all of those reasons. You're one hundred percent right. It's um, and if you have kids, put yourself in those shoes. Now you trends one hundred percent right again. you should, You gotta expect that's coming back your way, right? It comes with the territory. If you're gonna, um, you know, get paid that much money and have that high profile of a gig where you're his boss, well, you're not, but you are. (laughs) Uh, Jay, welcome, Jay. How are you? Just uh, peachy. How about you guys? Good, good, good. What's on your mind? A
0: couple thoughts. So, I am a hawk fan. I do also root for state, and you and I and Drake and all the local teams. When we got McNamara and all this build-up this year, I was not sold, obviously, because of Mr. Brian Mm Ferentz. So I have, and before I go on with that question, last year with the Iowa basketball women, I don't know, I've been more invested since like 2002 in an Iowa team. My thoughts this year are Iowa State and Iowa might end up with the same amount of wins, probably not bowl-bound. And then how long is it going to take before everyone is like to heck with the football and what about Caitlin?
1: <laughs> yeah, well that that's coming regardless. Uh, look, Iowa will win more games than Iowa State. They play in the Big 10 West. So there's they're going to fall into, you know, 8 9 wins. But to your point, um about Caitlin Clark and how how, how quickly will they give up? I don't think they I don't think you're going to give up because there's only, you only get 12 of them mm-hmm. and it's ingrained you've been a Hawkeye fan. Hawkeye fans have been a part of falls your family's yours. Your they're not going to fall to four innings. No, they're not. They're 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 going to the schedule's win eight eight or 9 games. Yeah. But your point about what? Caitlin Clark, how I mean, I think people are look. Last night they came up they teased a commercial for State Farm Insurance with Jimmy Buckets, Reggie Miller, and Caitlin Clark. Wow! And I can only imagine <laughs> nice. how many tick, clicks they got on that thing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair point, Jay. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you listening. All right. I will- Guys, have a good afternoon. Yeah, you do the same. Uh, Hi, Jim. Uh, Welcome to Miller and Condon.
0: Hey, guys. uh, Trent, your uh, theory on Kettle Keith is intriguing, but the first thing I thought of was, oh my
1: god all we throw is bubble
2: screen <laughs> yes I, I would kill for a bubble screen right now I would too I got to think I haven't seen one since 05 uh, and, yeah.
1: and Jim how many how many Mondays after games uh, was there can they do anything other than throw a bubble uh, screen how many calls I took on that over my lifetime uh, I right, now you long
2: for him yeah.
1: thanks for the call thanks. Jim appreciate it he has come full circle right? It
2: is. I mean even Mark Anderan same thing yeah, we love the bubble screen now Yeah, yeah. but Yes, every single time mm-hmm. you overrun it. That's all they do: the tunnel screen, the bubble screen. It's nonstop, and yep. here we are. And now you, now you miss oh, it. I would love to see if that. If only we could get back. And I love, and the one time they set up the fake bubble screen, and Dallas Clark snuck back behind the Wisconsin defense, and there were eleven guys up at the line of scrimmage, and he was twenty yards free. Uh, set that thing up. It only took six years for them to set it up, and they finally ran it, and it worked to perfection. Was that to the south end of the of the it of was, It was, wasn't yep. it? I remember that. Yep, yep, yep.
1: Oh, that was a fun team, Trent Condon. That seems like a long time ago. Yes, it does. We'll take a timeout. We'll switch from the college game and college sports uh, into an NFL segment. We'll talk about the Chiefs. We'll talk about the Vikings. We'll do so in the same segment. Uh, Nick Athan is going to join us first. Dane Muzzatani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Nick next from Chiefsblitz.com, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 7 six. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNL. Let's spend a few minutes with Nick Athen. Dane Mazzatani coming up on the Vikings. Nick covers the Chiefs' His website. is ChiefsBlitz.com. ChiefsBlitz.com. Ton of content uh, all throughout the week, uh, quite honestly, leading up to the game, coming out of the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Nick joins us. Nick, um, look, the story of the game was, was, A, it was really bad, but a bigger story. And I'm going to touch on it, but I did it a different way. I look. I hope Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey get whatever they want from each other out of this relationship, right? If indeed that's where they're going. But that's not where I want to go with you. What I what has struck me is, I guess I didn't realize just what it meant to be the world's biggest pop star, and the fact that her fans have now. I mean, more women watch that game than any other game. More. Travis Kelsey gear has been sold, It's yeah. sold in forty eight hours or however long it's been. Um, I guess yeah. I didn't realize the NFL there was another level of popularity and it seems like maybe the Swifties are going to get the NFL over that 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 hump.
0: Park Avenue's loving this. I can see that right. You're now. right, oh, man. man. I mean, look at two million impressions in twenty four hours on Travis Kelsey's name. One hundred percent increase in sales gear. The 12 to 17 demo between uh, start to finish average uh, demo between 12 and 17 up 8.1%. Now, think about that. Half those girls uh, just know who Taylor Swift yeah. is and are on their social media. They had to probably go to their parents and say, Can you put the game on? I want to see Taylor. <laughs> right. I mean, this is, this is a gold mine for the NFL. Yep. It's a gold mine for the Chiefs. Who knows where this relationship was heading? I think it's hilarious. I didn't know what a Swiftie was until Sunday. Nor did I. Had I. No idea. I'm not. A, I'm not a Taylor Swift guy. Um, you know, I can maybe name two or three of her songs. It's just See, like I like her. Genre.
1: I like cool. her tunes. I, I do like okay. her. T- but I had no idea the magnitude, <clears throat> just what it meant. I guess.
0: No. I even even during the two sellouts in Kansas City, which she played for like like four hours. Yeah. You know, kind of all this Travis Kelsey infatuation thing started. I still didn't think. I'm like, okay, who's gonna go watch her for four hours? how is she filling the stadium two times, you know? And Wherever thinking, she like, goes. I guess. And so, obviously, over the last 24 to 48 hours, I've had a lot of uh, calls, and, and people have asked me questions. And, uh, you know, I used to work in the rock and roll business for a long time. And, honestly, you know, this – I mean, I worked a Michael Jackson tour, uh, I, you know, I, which was pretty amazing. But there's nothing like this following I've ever
2: seen. Now, I asked this to Ken yesterday. We were having fun with it, and it's a little goofy, but I don't know. I'm sure something that maybe bounces around the head of a few Chiefs fans. What if the thing, this thing goes awry? It hasn't ended well for the males in the relationship with Taylor Swift right afterwards. I mean, there's going to be a song about Kelsey, and there's going to be all kinds of talk there. What if this thing doesn't go very well? He makes a big mistake, and he's out. Does does that pop into your mind at all And what we don't need that kind of distraction with this football team chasing a Super Bowl.
0: I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, Travis Kelsey is is too focused. I mean, listen, you, you look at his work ethic. You look at how upset he was, you know, not being able to play in Game One, realizing if he played, they would probably win that football game. Mm-hmm. How hard he had to work, um, how how feisty he was against the uh, against Jacksonville, and you know, and he, and he just did his job. And you know, you didn't see him looking up in the stands, at least from what we could see. You know, too often, I think before the game, he and Patrick, there's a, there's a really cool video out there of uh, Patrick waving at her and, and him just kind of grinning. It was pretty funny. And then, uh, um, you know, getting that video at the end, but I, I, I don't think it's going to matter because I don't think Travis Kelsey's built that way. He wants to win Super Bowl. He, he wants to, he wants to be the best tight end in the world. He wants to break every record. He, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame, uh, guns a Um, you know, and, I, I don't see this being a distraction, even if it doesn't work out. But in the interim, he seems pretty level-headed about it. Even you know on the Pat McAfee show, and you know, it'll be interesting to see on a, on the uh, uh, brothers' podcast tomorrow mm-hmm. how far they go or don't go in regards to this topic. But um, you know, New Heights is going to be probably the number. It'll be it'll be the top. It'll tomorrow's show. I think will be the top-rated podcast all year long. There's no question <laughs> about it because all these. Uh, <laughs> all these uh, these young girls are going to be listening to it and watching it. So uh, to answer your question in in a roundabout way, just having some fun here, I don't think it's going to affect the Chiefs one bit. I don't think it's going to affect the fan base. I don't think it's going to affect the path to the Super Bowl. It only makes it better and a lot more fun if it does last. Can you imagine she sings the national anthem at the NC Championship
1: game? Oh my God, that would just be incredible! Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's wild. Um, I mean, Bill Belichick was asked about it, and here's the crazy part: he answered the question. It wasn't <laughs> we're on to Cincinnati, whoever's next. He actually, well, he's had a lot of big catches in his career. This was go. This will go down as his biggest, or <laughs> cool. something like that. I mean, Bill Belichick oh God, across the country was so at. So let's go to. It was so good. It was good. Let's fast it. forward to this uh, this weekend. All right. um, make it. Case why I mean poor NBC right they're stuck with a Michigan State and I with the night before and then they follow that up with the Chiefs and the Jets this might be worse than Sunday's game Nick it doesn't matter Taylor lives in New York she's going to be at the game
0: probably I mean it's a perfect win for NBC and the NFL yeah um I mean, and honestly you no know, putting that aside listen the the, the 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 Jets are in trouble once Aaron Rodgers went down their season was over. They, they, they're not going to bring in Kirk Cousins, which I think they should. I do, too. You know, to, to, to maybe squeeze in the playoffs, It's clear Kirk Cousins isn't going to be back in Minnesota after this year. Um, I, I think the Vikings team is in a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think defensively, they just, they just don't have the pieces uh, to, to, to be successful. But um, I think for the Chiefs, this is another Bears game. And, and this is the reason why I'm optimistic the Chiefs are going to do kind of the same thing. You know, in years past, we've talked about this on the show. You know, I've never seen Patrick Mahomes play a four-quarter game, and the Chiefs always play down into their competition. So they didn't do that against the Bears. I mean, they had a rough first drive, but I could argue Rasheed Rice continues running that first third-down catch. He probably splits the defense and scores a touchdown. That's how wide open it was. But that aside being nitpicky, if the Chiefs dominate bad football teams, I'm not worried about it. I think dominating the Bears in the manner in which they did made a huge statement for this football team. And if this defense plays like it has, I mean, they are, they are light years ahead of schedule. Never had a defense this young, this good in Kansas City. Maybe going back to Neal Smith and Derek Thomas, that's, that's how far back you would have to go to have playmakers everywhere. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be a trap game. I think the trap game was the Bears. I think the Chiefs, they were really focused last week in practice. Guys were getting after it. There was, there was no letdown after beating Jacksonville. That was like a big moment for them to beat Jacksonville. Um, and to level their, level their record and come out and say, okay, now we got to take care of business. The schedule over the next six, seven weeks, I think they're, what, one in nine or one in 11 or one in 10 or something like that. The teams are going to be facing, or two in 10 because the Chargers won. But, you know, I mean, they get the Broncos twice. No offense, buddy. No, they're bad. I don't know what's going on there. they it's, it's, it's a mess. The Chargers just lost their best wide receiver, yep. even though Keenan Allen had an amazing day. Um, you know, and the Raiders, you know, just Jimmy G's doing Jimmy G stuff and, and Josh McDaniels is doing Josh McDaniels stuff. I, I, it's a, I mean, Chiefs are going to cakewalk through the division. It's going to be over probably week 12, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for them. And, uh, but, but, but they have to stay focused. I think they will forget the distractions of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all the other stuff. This team wants to go back to back more than anything else. And I don't think anything is going to derail that. Nick Not Ath,
1: ChiefsBlitz.com, ChiefsBlitz.com. Nick, talk to you next week. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it.
0: Guys, appreciate it. Have fun. Take yep.
1: care. Good to talk to you. From the Chiefs, let's head north. Dan Mazatani, he covers those Minnesota Vikings uh, for the St. Paul Bioneer Press. Didn't see 0-3 coming, Dane. I really didn't, but yet here they are. Um, I guess if you could pinpoint it, um, what, what 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 has got them to this point?
3: Uh, honestly, I think partially just regression to the mean. Mm-hmm. Um, they won 11 straight one-score games last year, and at some point it was going to turn, and I think we're just seeing if you play in a bunch of close games, you're going to lose some of them. Um, granted, the nine turnovers to this point hasn't helped. Uh, the defense looks a lot different than Ed Donatello's defense in in, pra- in process, yeah. but in results it, it looks pretty yeah. much the same. So. There's a little bit of everything, but honestly, I think it's just if you play in enough one-score games like they did, and they continue to do. They're just going to go the other way.
2: Staley and the Chargers gift them the fourth and one. It, I didn't even really have a problem analytically. I don't understand the numbers of them going for it, it was just the play call. Yeah. Austin Eckler's out. Right. You haven't run the football all game long. Instead of sneaking it, which is a ninety-three percent success rate. Think everybody. Right. It, it just it was the play call, but you gifted that. And then that final drive from the Vikings, including the final, well, what turned out to be 23 seconds from 30 seconds down to seven. What in the world happened there, and how can a veteran quarterback allow that to happen?
3: Yeah, uh, first of all, I agree with you guys. Loved the decision by Staley to go for it. Hated the play call. Mm -hmm. Um, Josh Kelly finished with 11 carries for 12 yards. So I don't know why he was the guy he went to in the biggest moment of the game for them. Either way, um, Vikings have a chance to win it. Like you said, they convert a crucial third or fourth down, you know, late in the game, about 40 seconds left. They took that snap. T.J. Hawkinson, you know, Iowa product, catches the ball over the middle. I think roughly 30-ish seconds remaining, 35 maybe. Um, Basically, what we heard is Kevin O'Connell wanted to go fast. He wanted to get up to the line, steal a play with the Chargers. You know, maybe out of position. Not allow them to substitute defensively. I get the idea. I get the logic. Uh, I don't think it was the right call at the time. I think you just, you probably want to get reset and give your team the best chance to do call three plays at the end zone. Regardless, they, they, they went with that. Kirk Cousins claims he couldn't hear because of the mm-hmm. crowd noise, so he didn't know the play call. Um, and, and in that scenario, I, I think as a veteran, as, just a- as a leader of the team, you just either got to go call a play or you got to go say, you know, screw it. We're going to spike the ball. We're not, you know, I know Kevin wants to run a play here, but I can't hear. It's more prudent for us to get all on the same page than me to just listen to what the coach wants to do. So I think part of that's obviously on Kevin O'Connell to, you know, make that decision. Maybe, you know, he should have he said after the game, it's his fault he was being too aggressive. But I think at the end of the day, it, it, it rests on the shoulders of the quarterback and it, it just always does. It might not seem fair. But that, that's the job. That's the position. You have to have poise in those situations. Um, Kirk didn't rush the play, bounces off Hawkinson's hands, and gets picked off. So you know, just a, it's just kind of the story of the season so far. The bounces, the literal bounces have not gone their way.
2: Dane, did I hear correctly Cousins after the game say that he does not have the ability to clock it? That has to come from the sidelines. Did I hear that correctly? He said,
3: he basically said, like, I can do whatever I want, but I have to live with the consequences of kind of going off script. And he referenced, everyone's kind of seen the quarterback documentary. He went off script in the Buffalo game last year. He called the sneak at the one-yard line, Mm -hmm. didn't get in. Um, So in one breath, he's saying, I can do whatever I want. In the same breath, he's saying, I have to follow the rules. So I don't know. I, I think he has the latitude to do that if he wants to do it. Uh, but I think he was kind of just following orders in that in that scenario.
1: Uh, Dane, Dane, you've been at most of uh, Kevin O'Connell's press conferences since he arrived in the Twin Cities. Did you notice a different uh, tenor maybe from O'Connell yesterday? seemed to lay down the law. Um, and, and again, from my perspective, not watching all of them, maybe he's done this before, but I, I don't think maybe to the extent yesterday seemed to elevate a notch.
3: Yeah, I think just kind of the byproduct of being 0-3 and, 3 and- Realizing, you know, the same rah rah speeches from last year aren't going to work when you're not 13 and four and winning all these one score games. But Mm -hmm. you're right. It's as deliberate as I've ever heard him, you know, take a stance as far as playing time goes. Asked about the fumbling issues, uh, which continue to plague the Vikings despite their constant talk about it. Uh, First drive of the game, Hawkinson, Vikings are driving. Hawkinson gets the ball stripped. Alexander Madison had a ball stripped from him later in the game, just got lucky that the refs blew the whistle, calling forward progress. And Kevin O'Connell said yesterday, like you alluded, um, if we don't find ways to figure this out, I'll figure it out by putting guys on the field that, that focus on ball. Security. So in, in a way, threatening playing time could be a veiled threat because I really don't think they're benching T.J. Hawkinson. But I think he, his message stands you know, we got to take care of the football, and and we're not doing it right now. So, we'll see. Like I said, I don't think if TJ Hawkinson gets stripped of the ball again, they're benching the tight end that they just gave a lot of money to that they feel really confident in. But I don't know if Alexander Madison continues to fumble. They did just trade for Cam Akers, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe it was a veiled kind of reference to that.
2: Back to Cousins. The Jets' rumors are out there. Schefter talked about it on ESPN. Ken Miller was the first person that I heard bring it up after week one, and I think he was ahead of the curve on that one. But I'll, I'll tell you, Dane, at 0-3, still looking what that schedule looks like going forward for them after this week with Carolina and the Bears game, which will be a win. Outside of that, it is incredibly difficult here over the next six weeks. Any reality to that? Could you see that scenario play out?
3: Uh. I, I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to if Cousins wants it to play out. Because I I think that deep down, even though I don't think any of them would admit it publicly, if the Vikings are staring at, you know, if they win this weekend, which they should, but they should have won in week one against the, the, the Buccaneers, yeah. so I'm not confident giving any win to the Vikings at this point. But if they win this weekend, and you can just assume loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, yep maybe win over the Bears, lost to, to the San Francisco 49ers, then they're 2-5, and five, and you're fighting an uphill battle. You're heading into that, that trade deadline decision. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings would consider it um, for the right price, but this is all just kind of conjecture at this point. It makes a lot of sense, in my opinion. Yep. If you're not going to make the playoffs, the worst thing you can do is be 6-11. and 11. Is, or be seven and ten, uh-huh. and, and and have like the thirteenth pick. Yep, you know, like that's the worst thing you can do. And from a Jets perspective, it makes sense too. You cannot continue to trot out Zach Wilson nope. week in week out. Your roster is too good. So yeah, if we're playing Madden and I'm running the Vikings, you're running the Jets, Trent. I'm I'm saying yeah, let's <laughs> make the <you> trade. <laughs> yeah, Um but there's just so many more factors that go into it, and I, I think we've talked about it two weeks ago. But yep. the biggest thing is Kirk has a trade no trade clause. Yep. So if even if they make the deal and he says, I don't want to move my family, I don't, I don't want to be apart from them, trade dies. So a lot of moving parts, but certainly a fun thing to talk about. We'll continue to talk about it if the Vikings continue to lose. Trevor he,
1: Simeon, by the way, just signed with the Jets. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there
2: is a veteran. Well, we see the Gophers it. right up there. Yeah.
3: Oh, my God. Ooh. Yeah. What a, what a weekend for Minnesota. Oh. The Gophers on Saturday and vikings
1: on sunday i can't make it up yeah it's kind of like being a c of living in denver right You're, you watch the uh, the buffs get crushed and then the broncos uh, throw up an all-timer unbelievable dane muzzitani saint paul pioneer press dane as always thanks for jumping on with us. we'll uh, talk to you in a few weeks thank you dane appreciate it anytime guys thank you dane muzzitani saint paul pioneer press and Nick Chiefs.blitz.com as we check in on two of the uh, four regional
2: teams. We'll get the Bears, obviously, tomorrow with David Kaplan. And maybe
1: Sinekin on Thursday for the Thursday night special. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I love that game. That's yeah, what you said. Second yeah. time you brought it. It's yeah. going to be fun. Um,
2: NFC North, right? Right in our well, it, wheelhouse. I mean, it's for supremacy. Yeah. Because the Vikings and Bears point, are not getting back. I anyway. agree with you. I agree. It's, it's a two-team good. race. I think it is. And if you got those Packers tickets. And you do. Uh-huh. At 6-1? 5-1. to 5-1. to, one. Five to one. Yeah.
1: We'll take a timeout. Come back, finish up the hour. We'll start uh, hour number two with baseball conversation. Matt Snyder, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, back to MLB. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3K. .com for details. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3K, XO. So I was just reading some of the Taylor Swift numbers, what she brought. to just it's fascinating. Yeah. To me. So Travis Kelsey gained five hundred thousand Instagram followers. Wow. Right. I mean, I gained three Twitter followers a week. I think I had a big week.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Taylor Swift's uh, Instagram account is the fifteenth biggest overall. She has two hundred seventy-two million. So I looked. I I I, I uh, went on Wikipedia to find who has more than her. Yeah.
2: Do you have a guess? who has more twitter followers that
1: i would have no clue two of them are from the sport three of them are from the sports world from the sports four world. of them are from one family that should be the kardashians. the kardashians and okay. the jenners yeah but there are the, the number one and number two are both Athlete. athletes tiger woods no, he's not on the list. Okay. Well, he's on the list, but he's not in the top 15. Not in the top
2: 15. Yeah. Um, Athlete, Uh, Re- not Ronaldo. Yes, he's Me- number one. Ronaldo, okay. Yeah, Messi's number Me- two. Messi, yep, that's where I was going. Yeah,
1: Ronaldo one, Messi two, well, Instagram one, uh, then Ronaldo two, Messi three. And then, oh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rocks six. Makes sense. Ariana Grande, Beyonce, um, Justin Bieber. Anyways. Brought out of time mercifully for that segment. <laughs> we nailed that one. Crushed it, Trent. <laughs> and more for the week. Blocks check. It is interesting though, right? Kinda. It, I, it I'm went, with you. How many people have found the NFL mm-hmm. because of a relationship? Unbelievable. Uh, baseball to kick off hour two. Back to the NFL. Trent's plays of the day. That's ahead on 106.3 KXNO.